everybody, it's Kyle. I am coming to you with no special microphone again. Just recording on my phone in my vehicle as I drop my daughter off for swim practice and waiting for her to get out. Um, just trying to make it happen as much as I can. So thanks for bearing with me. Oh my goodness. So as you know, we got our interior of our home painted, um, which is great. It looks awesome. The kicker is, is that then you have to put everything back. Um, <laughs> and between moving furniture around and getting new furniture and getting rid of old furniture and hanging drapery and rehanging a TV and connecting things here and moving rugs there. And it's just a lot, man. I mean, my ass is tired. I, I sleep like a, a bag of rocks at night. <laughs> I'm exhausted. So it's been great. And I know that in a couple weeks, I'll just be able to sit back and enjoy how beautiful everything looks and how great it is. But right now it's rough. So, yeah. Um, so what is bugging me? You know, I was kind of having a tough time uh, coming up with something, but I really don't. Actually, I, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with um, making this pandemic political. That's bugging me. Uh, there's a video, and I'll link it in, in the notes, but there's a video out there of a funeral director, a woman who has her own funeral home and lives out in... Uh, LA and it's not a big corporate funeral home and and you know it's just kind of a small mom and pop type place and she's been running that uh <clears throat> you know ever since she was she was helped her parents do it and now she's doing it but uh she has a really interesting uh angle on this whole thing and uh, a couple different I mean obviously her viewpoint's going to be really interesting but long story short she is overrun. They're overrun with corpses. I mean, LA has it really, really, really bad right now. I mean, they're the, remember how bad New York was They're or even, you know, Italy. Remember that they're like that right now. So they are absolutely overrun with, uh, death and just sadness in that, in the whole state of California, but especially LA, um, and she talks about this in, in, you know, her video, but I guess she does this podcast or she does this video journal or whatever. And this is just another episode, but she basically wanted to answer the question of, you know, is, is has this been more difficult for you? Has it been hard on you, this pandemic? The answer is yes. I mean, it's been hard on everybody, but, uh, but, you know, for her, and what she points out in this thing is that a lot of people think when they think of L.A., they think of Los Angeles, they think of movie stars and beaches and pretty people and all that. That's not really L.A. I mean, there's a part of L.A. that's like that. I mean, even Hollywood, if you've ever been to Hollywood for real, uh, it's not how you think it is. It's a pretty filthy, nasty place. Um there's some cool stuff there to see, but I wouldn't 
really recommend it if you're thinking you're going to go there and go to Hollywood. It's not going to be like that. I promise you. Um, I know I was totally let down the only time I've been there. Uh, it's kind of, there's some interesting stuff though. Uh, it just depends on what you're into. There's a lot of landmarks there that you've seen films that are in these, these landmarks are in this film, you know, in, in films that you know. Uh, a big one is there's a Japanese uh, restaurant. It's on the side of the hill in Hollywood Hills. And I know that the Gone in 60 Seconds, the one with Nicolas Cage, I think is Angelina Jolie. I could be wrong, though. But that newer version of Gone in 60 Seconds, not the one with Ron Howard. The newer version, uh, they filmed a scene at that restaurant. And there's a bunch of other movies that have, they've had scenes filmed in that restaurant. I got the chance to go eat there and it was amazing. Um, really cool place. But generally, <laughs> overall, LA is a very ethnic town. Um, it is very predominantly black and Hispanic. Um, and unfortunately, when it comes to this virus, those are two groups that have really taken the brunt. Uh, so what she talks about is how she wishes that the federal government would really step in and do something here. Uh, you know, the previous administration, their thing was, we're going to let the individual states handle this. Um, we'll give them some help, but they're going to handle this how they want to handle it, uh, which is kind of a pussy way of doing it because, you know, the only reason it was done that way, well, there's two reasons probably. I mean, number one is they don't really want to help everybody at once. <laughs> and number two is they don't want to step on anybody's toes so that they can get reelected, continue to get votes and stuff. Both are garbage. Uh, fact is, there needs to be some national help. This is an emergency worldwide, but it's an emergency for our country overall as well and uh if we would have gotten on to this thing and, and taken it by taking you know taking this thing by the reins a long time ago about a year ago uh, we wouldn't be in this predicament um so she talks a lot about how the bummer is you know these families uh maybe the man is the breadwinner and he goes to work every day and comes home and it's his wife and kids maybe his cousins living there or his nephew whatever there's lots of people living there and they're all depending on this breadwinner and then he gets sick with it um, after he gets laid off so they're already in financial issues they don't have health insurance and now he's sick with COVID and dies from it so the whole family is just ruined instantly and yeah that sucks man it should be a situation where, you know, I'm not going to sit here and blank, play the blame game with the government on it because there's no point in it, um, even though I do blame the previous administration for a lot. But the thing is, is that this shouldn't be something that the individual should have to cover. I, I know that everybody's going to be able to get vaccinated and it's not going to cost anything. I know you can go get tested and it doesn't cost anything. Why is it that people who die, the coming up on 500,000 people, not yet, but it's not far. Um, why is it that those families should have to pay for funerals and stuff? You know, why, why is that? 
Um, and so she asks that, you know, maybe we think about some federal help with burying these people or at least cremating people um, so that these families don't have to feel that financial ruin. Um, so as a lot of you know, you know, Joe Biden, one of the first things he wanted to do was push through uh, a bigger bill to, or a bigger, uh, yeah, it was a bigger bill through, through the, through Congress, through the Senate and the House to um, get more money into people's hands to help them out during this time. And uh, let me just tell you, we don't get that money. I mean, we get a little bit of it, but not very much. Um, so I'm not pro doing that because, woo, I want to get my hands on that $1,400. It's not what I'm thinking at all. I'm pro doing that because it's the right thing to do. Really, it should be more than that. And it should have been for a while now. Um, but that's a big thing that he's pushed on that. And there's a lot of other things that he wants to help get the money into, you know, into different areas in order to develop more vaccines, to get more medical help out there, to give people, get people vaccinated, to do a lot of these things. And I know that there's some crazy stuff in that bill, too, that, that could come off as a little shady. And maybe it is. I don't know. Politicians, man. You know, I'm not I don't think unlike a, a Trump, a Trumper, I don't think Joe Biden is. Jesus walking the earth. Okay. He's not even the guy I probably would have picked. I'm glad he's in there, but, uh, that he was, he's not my ideal president. Okay. But what he's trying to do here, I think is a good thing. And, uh, <clears throat> and so, you know, our federal government needs to help us right now. And, and not, when I say us, I say it because I'm an American, I'm a United States citizen. Okay. But I'm okay. You know, I've still got my job and my wife's got her job and we're fine. Um, but there's a lot of people who are not fine. There's a lot of people who have had family members that have died. There's a lot of people who have no health insurance. There's a lot of people who have no money to pay for these funerals. And these bodies are stacked up at this lady's funeral home. And, and we need some serious effort put forth by our government to help get this shit under control and take all of the pain and suffering off the citizens of this country. Um, there has been enough continued damage done by the previous administration. We still got idiots that don't even believe this shit's real. We still have idiots that think that <laughs> Bill Gates is putting impossible technology <laughs> inside the, the vaccines. Um, so if they're so good at, at getting people to believe horse shit like that, can't we at least, at least get people to believe something good and help us move forward past this and, uh, and deal with this and take a little bit of the brunt off the American citizens and all our healthcare workers and people out there serving food and delivering things and working at stores and, and working at fast food. Can't we do something about some of this? I mean, let's help these people, man. Maybe a little less of this money. Hey, guess what? You don't have to you don't have to give the NRA any special deals anymore. <laughs> They're bankrupt. Um so I'm I'm just saying enough with the slipping the money into your fucking pockets. Enough with the coming in 
to Congress making $110,000 a year and leaving making $40 million a year. Enough of that shit. And I don't care what side of the, the aisle you're on. It makes no difference. Right, left, center. I don't care. That type of activity has got to stop. Our politics are so spoiled rotten. It's disgusting. And we have got to clean house on that shit and get rid of it. No more of this. This this money, this this these stimulus packages that they're trying to put through are to help people live through this and survive. Um, to not erase family lines, okay? Anyway, I'll put a link to the video. She had a real amazing um, thing that she said at the very end of it, which is something along the lines of, look, you know, if you believed that this was a hoax, if you didn't wear a mask, you were an anti-masker, if you uh, did this, but now you understand that it's not, do the right thing and admit that you were wrong. It's okay to admit foul, fallacy, or not fallacy, but it's okay to admit that you were incorrect. It's okay to to love everybody and try and do the right thing. And it's okay to be a human being, to, to get your dignity and humanity back. Because we've got to quit attacking each other. We have to work together to get through this thing, or else... 500,000 people as Americans, that's not going to be the total amount that die here, okay? So we've got to get a grip. All right. So uh, I'll go ahead and, and throw it uh, over to the ad, and then I'll come back with some things I'm into. Hey, Kyle. All right, and I'm back. Uh, let's see. So I had quite a uh, weekend there, even though it was very painful, push, <laughs> trying to put everything back and everything after the paint, painters were done. Uh, I had quite a weekend as far as music goes. Uh, on Friday, or maybe it was Thursday, I received two records that I ordered quite a while ago. Uh, one of them is um, Ghost of Room 2, uh, which is Mike Doty. He got, I think he got a couple members of Soul Coughing back together, but um, it's some new songs, basically, and they kind of deal with coronavirus. It's pretty interesting. Um, but it's a really cool maxi single. Uh, one side has like four songs on it, and the other side you flip it over, and it's got a laser etch of this Ghost of Room logo, these characters. Uh, it's really cool. I'll put pictures of it up in here. Um, and then the other one is an album I've been wanting to get for a long time. I've actually picked this album up a couple times ahead of my hands to buy it. I've had it in my cart on Amazon and on other record stores and stuff online before and put it back. Black Pumas. If you haven't heard the Black Pumas, let me play a little bit of it here. With all my favorite colors, yes, man, I got all my favorite colors.
that's some good stuff right there. And uh, it, the deluxe edition that I got, it has two full albums full. I mean, the first one obviously is the main album that came out earlier. And then the second album has some B-sides and some extra tracks, uh, a cover of Eleanor Rigby um, and a cover of Fast Car uh, by Tracy Chapman. And then it also came with a seven inch uh, maxi single inside. So that's kind of cool. Uh, that came in and uh, I haven't even listened to all that. I've listened to the first album of it, but I haven't listened to the rest of it. And then let's see. I think it was, was it Saturday? It might've been. Yeah, Saturday. Saturday I went to, uh, I, my daughter went with me. We had to go run some errands, pick up some stuff to fix some things around the house, put things away, whatever. And I needed, you know, some flip plates, some plates for the switches and some plates for the plugs around the house. We replaced all those. They're pretty beat down. Um, and it's kind of weird to have nice new white trim and then have this old kind of weathered looking white uh, plug <laughs> outlet plate. So we got new plates and put them all over the place. We got fancy ones in the in the kitchen and fancy ones in our bedroom and, and in a couple other spots. But the rest of them are just newer, uh, unbreakable ones and stuff like that. So we got those. And before that, though, I took her with me and we went over to 7th Heaven and... Uh, we looked through some records there. I wanted to get Michael Kiwanuka's album, uh, but it's really hard to find now. I, I need to just buy it online. Um, but I ended up getting a Fat Boys and, with the track Fat Boys. And then on the on the A side, it's the track Fat Boys. And the second song is um, Human Beatbox. And then on the B side, it's the instrumental of Fat Boys. So a lot of rap records are actually like DJ records. So they'll have an instrumental side, everything to scratch and all that jazz. So that's what it is. I uh, got that for about three bucks. And then the other record, I ended up finally getting uh, Thundercat, which, you know, it's funny because I, 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 that's another album I picked up several times and I didn't buy. The cool thing is it was on sale for about eight, eight bucks off or so. So I snagged that one too. So now I can listen to Dragon Ball do rag anytime I want, which is a great tune. If you haven't heard that, let me play a little bit of it right here. I feel kind of I've been humming that shit for a while. It's pretty awesome. And then Sunday, the wife and I went back over to Nebraska Furniture Mart because we had to pick out a bedroom set and a kitchen, a dining room table set. And so when I was there, I also, Sunday was my son's birthday. He turned 15. I picked him up a nice gaming monitor by Samsung, a curved one. So Hopefully, he's pretty happy with that. He didn't act excited enough. I'll, I'll tell you that. Um, but anyway, it's a nice gaming monitor. I mean, first curved monitor we've had in our house. So, you know. Um, but, uh, and I, I, of course, they, they sell records there. So, I snagged the Beatles uh, collection. The, you, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the red and the blue 
there's two different ones. One's red and one's blue with them looking over the side of like an apartment building rail or whatever. And they're kind of like greatest hits albums. So I got the blue one. Uh, the blue one is 1967 and 1970. The red one is before that. So I prefer the blue one. I prefer the stuff on the blue one. So I got that double album. That one, that is amazing by the way. And then, um, my mom actually introduced me to both those. She had both of those albums when I was younger. And that's kind of where I really heard the Beatles a lot when I was young. So, um, thanks mom. And then the other one I got is Back in Black. ACDC's Back in Black. Classic album. Been meaning to get it for a long time. Picked it up. So, man, I came out of this weekend with six new records. So, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, what else? Not much, man. I mean, as far as reading, I... I I haven't read a damn thing. I've been so tired, man. I, I I need to read more. I need to get caught up on some of these comics. I know the second Star Wars High Republic comic comes out tomorrow. And I think there's even a younger version, like a uh, Star Wars Adventures, High Republic Adventures or something, more kid-oriented one. But I may get that anyway. I, like, I kind of like the High Republic stuff. I want to read more about it. Um so that comes out tomorrow. I'll probably read that uh, right away. And th that's about it on reading. And then, uh, let's see, movies. Haven't really watched any movies. We have watched a lot of TV shows. Um, my wife and I really love Kath and Kim. Uh, I, I think I've talked about it on here before, but it's an Australian comedy show, a sitcom, about uh, a, an adult daughter who has a falling out with her husband and moves back in with her mom. Her mom is currently romantically involved with a gentleman, and comedy ensues. You just have to see it. They have a, a friend from the neighborhood or whatever of the daughter who's, you know, a real comic deal as well. I mean, you just have to see the show, but it's very, very dry humor. It's very Australian. But... I will tell you that we have laughed our asses off watching that show several times. And it's kind of takes you about four or five episodes to get into it, but then it's amazing. Now, the cool thing about that is they tried to make an American version of this show. <clears throat> it was in the early 2000s. I think it was 2003 to 2007 is when the original show was in Australia. In 2008, they made an Americanized version with Molly Shannon. And I can't remember the woman's name that played the daughter. But anyway, with, with those two in it, and I actually ordered the DVD of that yesterday. So it's going to be here. They only made one season, um, but that'll be kind of a surprise for my wife. And maybe we'll watch that this weekend, most of it anyway. That's about it. We haven't watched a lot of TV because we haven't had a TV that's been working until just maybe a few days ago. I finally hung the one uh, in our room and we've been watching that. And then today before I... I brought my daughter here. Uh, you know, we I got the one in the front room all connected and everything because one of my granddaughters was over. Um, so anyway, now we can, you know, kind of ease back into that a little bit and enjoying some time just kind of chilling out on the new furniture in the living room, watching the TV and, and, and hanging out as a family again, which will be cool. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of what's going on there. I mean, really not much else going on as far as that goes. I will tell you this, as far as records go, the next record that I buy will be my 250th record. 
That's the most records I've ever had. My dad had a ton of records. My mom and dad did when I was a kid. I don't know where all those are or even, you know, records were, weren't worth a shit for a long time as far as they really were, but people didn't really take care of them and value them very much because they kind of had a falling out uh, and they wanted cassettes because cassettes were portable. You could have a Walkman or you could play it in your car. You know, it was kind of a, a better eight track really. And then after cassettes were CDs. So same thing, you could do portable and all that. The funny thing is, I think vinyl outlasts all of those other formats, um, but I bet a lot of records were lost because of that. So anyway, uh, that's about it. But the next record I buy will be my 250th. I'm probably gonna try and make it something kind of special, uh, something that I've been looking for for a while, something that I'm really interested in. You know, there is that remaster of Mob Rules by the second Ronnie James Dio Black Sabbath album. I might be looking at that. That remaster would be kind of cool. Comes out in March. I don't know. And then that's about it. I, I don't really have much else to uh, say. The Chiefs are playing the Super Bowl this Sunday. We're going to watch that. Uh, order some wings and stuff. That'll be fun. Uh, unfortunately, Weight Watchers plan has taken a beating for both my wife and me because we've had to order out so much. You know, I mean, our kitchen was being painted. I'll make all excuses in the world for that. But it has been kind of rough, so uh, we got to get back on track with that as well. I think after this weekend, we can really do that because <laughs> I got to have some wings on Super Bowl Sunday. So, wing stop, here I come. I'll be playing some purple Lamborghini and going to Rick Ross's restaurant. All right, that's all, guys. Uh, not much else going on. I did have to get another bottle of tequila. I went back to that Hornitos Black Barrel. Uh, for $29.99, man, that is a killer bottle of tequila. Um, it's right up there better than some $50 or $60 bottles that I've had. So I've been enjoying that one, uh, and I've needed it, man. I, like I say, there's been a lot of pain going on in this back of mine, just moving shit around, you know. Anyway, enough whining. Uh, I will come back to you guys next week with a new episode. We're getting close. Uh, to doing our hot wings challenge here again pretty soon. So hang tight for that. I know I mention it every time, but we really are getting close to it. I promise. So hang in there. I'll catch with catch up with you guys, have a new episode for you next week, maybe a little bit more to talk about. And uh, I do appreciate y'all listening. And uh, oh yeah, get off my lawn. Mm -hmm.